New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Well, 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 I know Don Tony haters out there are a little bit pissed off right now, and I apologize, but I am taking the helm in place of Anthony Missionary Thomas, who is really busting his ass, getting the computer stuff corrected and fixed and you know, if anybody out there has any idea how much work that this man has done for the last two weeks trying to get everything in working order again, I was on the phone with him today for about a half an hour, and I really feel his pain. But Mish is not on tonight, but I am not alone. And I am not only joined with my co-host, Kev Castle. I am also joined with the other two compadres from Wrestling Soup. <laughs> well, the non-missionary guy, the, the, the yeah. non-mish related fellows. Yeah. A lot of people that listen to your show mostly know Mish, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I would hope no. so. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you guys better know who it is. But no, it's me, Joe. And mm-hmm. uh, John, why don't you introduce yourself like a rap MC would say? Uh, well, I mean, Eminem did such a good job of that this week. I don't want to compete. Yeah. You don't want to, you know. What, oh, God. What was the name of it again? What was the name of his track? Kill Shot? Uh, uh, five years to AARP. <laughs> it was a mom spaghetti. I think that was the name of the song. <laughs> starter Mom's, cap. Starter cap. Mom spaghetti. Knees weak. Palms are sweaty. By the way, there was absolutely nothing about this pay per view that made my palms sweaty. Uh, really nothing. Yeah. Man, it had so much potential at times, and I just felt like they. I don't. I. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just I'm just baffled at some of the decisions tonight. We'll definitely get into it. Um, I just want to let everyone know that this is a Don Tony Kevin Castle show slash wrestling soup joint pay-per-view recap for WWE Hell in a Cell, San Antonio, Texas, AT&T Center, sold out crowd. I don't I don't even know where you guys want to start tonight. Do you want to get into immediately the finish of this pay-per-view? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll say this as far as the pay-per-view, at least the ending of it, was just the way the way that the whole thing played out. I turned to my friends that I was watching it with and I go, what if they want to tell this story, just make it a fucking six man. At that point, just is this what you guys want? If you want it like this, then just make it a six man. Don't bother. Have a title match or whatever. You know, take your time for him to invoke the rematch clause or whatever or to uh, cash in his money in the bank. It was just super obvious that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And and can we really, guys, how many times? Is 2008 officially the year of somebody falling off a cage? 
<laughs> yeah, and you know what? I don't know if they had that inflatable shit under the table this time, but I really, I'm really starting to get a little bit concerned that you know WWE and these stars all think, hey, you know, we got these little extra cushion, which I'm sure really doesn't do much. But you start getting more brazen and everybody's falling off a fucking cage. And I'm sorry. You know, as we were watching this tonight, me and my girl, you know, we're watching Drew McIntyre climb the top of the cage. And we're thinking like, you know, sooner or later between sweat and everything else, somebody's going to lose their footing trying to t climb one of these things and they're going to fucking fall. You know, it's mm. it's only, I mean, they're, they're larger than life as far as wrestlers go, but they're human beings just like anyone else. And even the greatest stunt people have accidents. And this climbing to the top and trying to climb down, I mean, it's just, it really just leaves me uneasy. It really does. And, um, you know, the hell in the cell to hype this up. To like, you know, paint the fucking thing red and, you know, just make this sound like, you know, nobody could get in, nobody could get out. And it ends in a no fucking contest. <laughs> I mean, and what's even what's even worse, this is what pisses me off even more. Baron fucking Corbin is a heel GM. Where the fuck is this Matarats to come to ringside and say the match must continue? This, this, and that, blah, 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 blah. I mean what is that? I don't, I don't get it. And yeah, you know, I, I kind of got a kick out of, you know, the, just make the women look a little bit stronger and look out of everybody here with all due respect. I've been probably the biggest supporter of Paige over the last couple of years. Sometimes I, you know, to my detriment, but you know, to see Samoa Joe pissed off backstage and she's like, you need to go in your place and you need to get in the corner and time out because I'm the fucking boss and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then, and then she's like, oh yeah, you know, because he's like, oh, there must be a winner the next time they fight in three, three weeks. There must be a winner. And she's like, you know, I agree with you. And I'm saying mm -hmm. to myself, wait a minute, there was a fucking winner tonight. You know, it's not my fault that the fucking Asian referee fucks up again. This is the same goddamn Asian referee from like a year or two ago. Wasn't there a major botch in a match? And then, like, they showed all these replays the following SmackDown. And, you know, the, he made a mistake and blah, 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 blah. Fuck out of here. Come on. This is hell in a cell. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're going to have a no contest in a hell in a cell, what, what do you do to, to get... You know what I mean? I mean, I just right. Baron Corbin. Where the fuck was he in story? There was line. no, there was no need for Mick Foley to even be out there. Yeah, there was no need I, for. I wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was. I thought that was Gabe Kaplan. No, Mick <laughs> Foley. That was a welcome back, Carter. You might have you, you might have mistaken Mick Foley for a fifty year old woman with this haircut right now. Like he <laughs> he he looked like a middle aged church wife. He looked like, like a librarian. Was, Right. Uh, it just it did not look good. <laughs> had no need to be there. And yeah, I mean, the bump off of the, the I mean, my guys, how many times has that happened this year alone? Yeah. It's like, can somebody sit there and explain to them the rule of uh, what is it? The uh, diminishing returns. And they, here I am explaining it to them and I forgot the fucking term. But yeah, the rule of diminishing returns. If you keep showing that every single time that there's a cage match, people are going to either one expect it or two not care well, they're just well, gonna be like yeah I, i've seen this six times this year you know well, the thing but the thing is i always think they make a big mistake showing attitude era stuff because it's so infinitely better than anything they're putting on right now mm -hmm. and also it does right. make younger people go wow that was way better than what the fuck i'm watching why don't we just watch that
I know, and, and not only that, you know, it was cool to see these four guys climb the cage, even though it was very risky. It's cool to see them do moves on the top. It's cool to see them, you know, using weapons and stuff. It's cool to see them climb halfway down. It's cool to see them go through the table. It's cool to see all this stuff going back and forth. And all this time... Uh, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns are sleeping on the fucking mat. Yeah, that was ten. You're a DT, right? That was like ten solid minutes of no. Ten minutes. Action. Ten minutes. They're sleeping on the fucking mat. That's the problem I have with shit like this. It's like you know when you put a project together, like every, all the pieces are supposed to fall in place. And if you want to do this piece, and you got this 400 pound fucking man, you know, laid out on the mat. For more than maybe a minute tops, you got to come up with a better scenario as to why they're knocked the fuck out for 10 goddamn minutes. You know, it's just, it's, I just, and as far as Mick Foley goes, look, I am one of the biggest supporters of Mick Foley, but I just can't wait for his hair to turn gray. So he, he you remember Gary Spivey, the psychic in WCW that told yeah, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful, remember his head? Mick Foley, if he had, if he let his hair turn gray, he would look like Gary Spivey. Oh. And if people that don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Gary Spivey, Spivey, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Yeah, no, it's not gray. Go look at Gary Spivey. That's fucking gray. Yeah. It's just watching it and seeing this play out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I almost would have been happier if it had been the old IF fived Braun or excuse me, I F five Roman onto him and then the referee comes in and counts it. I'd have been happier with that than whatever the fuck that was. Cause at least then we would have had somewhere to go with it because then you could have the interview obviously with Braun saying, I didn't mean to do that. I just wanted to beat you fucking idiots up. Yeah. I wasn't trying to help him. I just, it just happened that way. I hate both of you guys. So to me, that would have been better off. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can't have a four hour long show and then leave it like that and expect people to be happy. Yeah, no. Nah, nah, well, they, nah. they they rested everything on the spot. I mean, that's what it was. They thought the cage spot would make up for the bad finish. No, it's it, it doesn't. And it's just I, I don't know. I'm confused as to why they would do something like that, especially like isn't Hell in a Cell pretty much acknowledged as being a no disqualification? Match? Yeah. I mean, you yeah, got a yeah. fucking referee immediately saying end the match, end the match, end the match. I mean, they didn't even, you know, they took longer for Jeff Hardy, who went fucking stomach first through a table from the top of the cell. I mean, the referee's like, you know, oh, lift the cage and is come on. I just, uh, you know, I just keep thinking of Baron Corbin and storyline. And I'm like, you know, he just finished telling Mick Foley, you know, you're here. You got to do a good job. And the minute he gets fucking shit sprayed in his eyes, fucking Baron Corbin should have came down to ringside. And, you know, in storyline, I should keep right, repeating. But yeah. now, look, before we get into the, you know, the match by match from the night. Um, yeah, I'd like and I know a lot of people out there as well would like to know. Your thoughts on the fact that the cage was red. Now, my honest opinion on it, whenever they had a camera shot inside the cage, it looked fine. I felt terrible for the people who were in the crowd because, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, you had all of the graphics for Hell in a Cell in red. You had the lighting 
in red. So if you looked at it from, you know, outside the cage, imagine the people who are in the crowd, you know, 100, 200,000 feet away, whatever it is, and they have red behind them, red lighting in front of them, a red fucking cage on top of it. You know, there wasn't enough contrast. There was too much red. And I know WWE's thinking is, is that, you know, hell in a cell, red, it's hell, it's flames, it's the devil, it's evil, it's blood. You're fucking kid friendly. You little kids see fucking red, they go, oh, it's the color of the fire truck. That's the color of bubble gum. <laughs> you know, hey, Kool-Aid. They don't fucking Whoa. look at it and like, mommy, I'm the red, Whoa. it's hell, it's hell. Get the fuck out of here. You're kid friendly. Too much it's red. Either. It's a good thing you brought up the kid because that was, or should I say the kids? Because that's where my first thought went was that, okay, we're watching the show and now, oh, the cell is red. It's red, right? It's 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 now what do we got there? We got branding. Mm-hmm. Now you've got branding. You've got something that and I should say I, I can't steal credit for this. Just gotta give credit to my friend James here. He's like, Well, Black Friday's in two months. Black oh, Friday's okay. in two months, okay. man. Okay. They, they wanna sell toys. Mm-hmm. They wanna fucking make those red cells, and little kids are gonna see them and go, Oh, that's the hell in the cell. That's what the head hell in the cell looks like. I get that. Maybe the red plastic is cheaper for the toys. So they right. said, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I like I liked the red cage. It's just when you add red lighting and red graphics and red logos yeah. and red everything, and even though the ropes were white, like I said, when you looked at the camera inside the cage, it looked fabulous. It was nice contrast. But for everybody live in the crowd... I mean, that's, that probably looked fucking terrible because everything is red. It's like you're, you're, you're watching a 3D movie without 3D glasses. Yeah. <laughs> was it giving you guys, like, and, and this is going to sound very old man-ish, but that's fine. Was it giving you guys a headache a little bit? Like when they were shooting from the outside, I was like, ugh. Nah. No, but my new thing is I got a 4K TV and now I see so much makeup on them now that I can't <laughs> shake it. Like there's makeup on people's armpits. Like sometimes I take pictures of it and put it on Twitter. It's the strangest thing. Like, I, I don't know if it's just from having, I assume it's from having a 4K TV. My, my big thing now is that they, so much makeup on everybody. Go watch some I vintage mean, CM Punk. Next time you go in an autograph signing, bring him some fucking topol. Yeah, well, dude, dude, like Samoa Joe had it in his armpits. I mean, like, what, the, what, what, like, like, how bad are his armpits? Ridiculous, man. It's oh crazy. God. That's gonna be on some girl's resume. I'm Samoa Joe's armpit makeup artist. Hey, uh, hey, and here's a, uh, a girl who used to work for me in my comic book store. I don't even think Kevin knows her. Is a makeup artist now for WWE. She does every. She does uh, Natalie's makeup, Natalia's makeup. Who? Uh, it's that girl, Joanna. Oh, okay. Does, my story. Yeah, she does WWE's makeup. So I got to ask her about all this makeup stuff. Okay. Kev, what'd you think about the red cage? I didn't mind it. I mean, you know, it, it makes it pop a little bit more on TV. You know, I think that's really what they did it for. I mean, I didn't think it was such a big deal as people were talking about it, what, the other day when it was revealed, what, a day ago, um, when they were setting it up. I, it didn't It didn't bother me. It was just something, I guess, that makes it pop more color-wise on TV. That's what, how I took it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, let's get into this uh card um we had one uh pre-show match and in my opinion you know rest in peace rusev day i got into this on breakfast with blasi last week you look at the whole storyline and you look at rusev rusev ain't going for the united states title rusev ain't going for the wwe title so the only title that rusev could possibly go for right now he ain't even fucking getting anywhere close to the mixed match challenge finals 
And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like after all of this time, I'm like, you know, after Rusev Day and all the merchandise and even in the pre-show today before there was any matches, the crowd's chanting Rusev Day. It's like, give them the goddamn belts, even for a couple of weeks. You know, feel like Rusev Day finally is getting a little bit of recognition, which should have been done eight, nine months ago. And not only did the match suck, but the whole point of the match for anybody that didn't see it was New Day retained, but there was a lot of miscommunication between Rusev and Aiden English. And the miscommunication just looked bad. You know, like this one is not sure if he should climb the ropes. Rusev gets thrown out of the ring. He's almost thrown out of the ring standing up. And meanwhile, he's knocked out for three minutes. It's just... It did not come off well on TV, and um, they lose, and Rusev Day, to me, is done, and I think Rusev, he either has to go to Raw, I don't know if they would have the balls to bring him back to NXT for a little while, but on SmackDown, this guy is history, and and I know a lot of us are huge fans of Rusev, and we don't want to see it end this way, but... Do you see any future with Rusev with gold in any way, shape, form? And not only that, if you say no, does anybody really want to see Rusev versus Aiden English? No. no. no, no. Did anybody really want to see Virgil versus Ted DiBiase? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 honest to God, I, I have to figure out, somebody's got to tell me, what did Rusev do? What did he do? He married the hot girl they tried to push. That's what he did. He he he, he wiped up the hot girl. In then the he cut his hair without permission. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he wiped yeah. up the hot girl without permission. Maybe well, <laughs> the TMZ thing killed it. The TMZ thing. They were right in the middle of the storyline with Dolph Ziggler. I think having the crush on Lana. Oh, yeah. It was either Dolph Ziggler or Enzo Amore. One of them was having a crush on Lana, and Lana and Rusev were not getting along at all. And then they take a picture of them holding their engagement rings together, which totally went against the storyline. And I think yeah. ever since then, you know, it, they have just been like, no, we're not doing nothing. You know, you want to get some additional merchandise revenue? Fine. Yeah. You get 18 cents per dollar? Cool. We get 82 cents. So even though you may be making some money on the merchandise and everybody's like, oh, he's so over and this, this, and that, you know, WWE's like, hey, we got some extra merchandise and that's it's, the way it's going to be. I feel like it's got to be something more than just that, though, because, I mean, that Rusev and, uh, or excuse me, the Lana and Ziggler thing, if you go back and watch it, that wasn't lightning in a bottle, dude. They came out and they were like, we're a sexy couple who loves each other. And they're like a family sedan away from each other. They're not, There's there was no... Chemistry. There was no sexuality to it. Where you got Lana, who's this woman that's just like oozing sex appeal, and you send her out there, and she looks like someone from Gem in the fucking holograms. It was terrible. There was. It wasn't some good thing. It wasn't like, oh man, we really have something here. And they were like, oh no, oh no, no, no. We're gonna fuck that up by doing X, Y, Z. Which, by the way, the whole we're defending kayfabe thing is like, you know what? You can just write go fuck yourself when. Entertainment has three goddamn reality shows about WWE and the Miz and Maurice, who are supposed to be the biggest assholes in the world, have a reality show and they've made themselves two of the most likable people out of everybody that's on the reality shows. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Because they don't try to be fake. Right. You watch that show, dude. You watch that show and you tell me, okay, you line up all the couples that have been on that show total divas, total bellas. 
whatever. And then, you know, Ms. and Maurice, and you say to yourself, I got to go out to dinner with my girlfriend and one of these couples. You're picking Ms. Ms. and Maurice. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, well, I guess we could talk about that match. We could go back and forth a little bit. Mixed Mm -hmm. tag match. We had Ms. and Maurice, which surprised the shit Mm -hmm. out of me. You know, you would have thought that Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella would get their comeuppance. I think that's the way you say it. Uh, they lost the last time around, you know, Daniel Bryan versus Miz. You know, they had some bullshit on SmackDown, but we had Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella lose tonight to Miz and Maurice. I thought this would be better. I'll be honest with you. I, thought, I, I had a little bit of higher hopes. I know, I know Brie is terrible. She's horrible. Maurice hasn't wrestled in four years, but I felt like this is one of those things where Daniel Bryan and the Miz who have very good chemistry and know how to put together a match. We're able, we're going to be able to work to both of their weaknesses. And even just the finish where I'm sitting there, I'm going, I feel like Maurice was supposed to cheat. Did you, did you guys yeah. get that feeling? The too? finish like, was, the finish was fucked up. Did you see like, like Brie walked her into, like she walked into her to roll her up. Yeah. It was very strange. The finish was fucked up. There was definitely mm-hmm. something wrong with that. It finish. reminded me of the Becky Charlotte finish a little bit, which we'll get into a little well, yeah, bit later. Yeah, we got to talk about that too, absolutely. Yeah, it was just, this was, uh, the if you go match by match, I mean, I don't want to really keep jumping back and forth, but it's mm-hmm. probably the best way we can have a really interesting conversation with this. You know, outside of Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton, you know, I to me, almost every match just felt subpar, like it had the potential to be much more. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe had the potential to be much more. Um, Even Ziggler McIntyre versus Ambrose and Rollins, you know, it just felt like a glorified Raw main event. Mm -hmm. Do you think, DT, you think that had a lot to do with a lot of these finishes tonight were very shady? Like they 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 were not definitive finishes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you actually go down the list, you had, you know, um, miscommunication with Rusev and Aiden English. Jeff Hardy goes stomach first through a table. Um, why he couldn't just dive off the ladder? I, I mean, if you looked at the top of that ladder and the top of the cage, the, the difference was probably three inches. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So it's like he leaves the ladder to basically swing. I don't even know what the fuck he was doing. And then you go to AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, and we'll get into that finish later. I mean, it was just a real, you know, cloudy finish. Becky versus Charlotte was sloppy as fuck, and the decision in that match I thought was just stupid. And you look at the main event. You go down the list. Almost every match, the end of it, had some bullshit attached to it i mean if you really think about it every match had some bullshit attached to it no you're right and you know what i think that is though dt i think because these none of these feuds are finished no they're all gonna keep going somebody i think i heard today somebody or wrote something that the plan is to have Miz um and uh um uh, daniel bryan go on to mania wow can you imagine that well i I don't think they have well, here's the thing. I don't think that they have the chops to make it last that long. I just don't think they do. I mean, yeah. unless unless this is what happens. The Miz comes out on Tuesday and looks and says, Daniel Bryan, my wife's beat your wife. I beat you. I don't need to do diddly dick anymore. I'm going to go do whatever I feel like. And then the Miz ducks him for, you know, three, four months. Which is possible. That's, that, that they could do that. Where the Miz might say, hey, you know, uh, 
I, 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 you know, out of the kindness out of my heart, I'm going to have a, you know, an open challenge to face me. Anybody can face me, but Daniel Bryan. Right. right. Anybody yeah. can come out and face yeah. and do that for a few months and have it eventually get to the point where he can, you know, have a match against them. But these guys can't have a pay-per-view match every three weeks where the Miz just cheats until WrestleMania. Yeah. You know? no, but I think the belt might may, may be in, the, in play there somehow. I'm not sure how I, I, I just picked it up today when I was reading some stuff that perhaps that that, that one of the main event matches is going to be for the title Miz and, uh, and Daniel Bryan. It's yeah. how we get there is how we get yeah, there. But, it's, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's, a lot of people are disagreeing with uh, what I had said about Becky and Charlotte's finish being really like just subpar. Let's get into the Becky Charlotte match for those who did not see it. Becky is your new women's champion. Um, I got a, I got a kick out of during a match. You know, it seems like almost every match now at some point you have. You know, the heel throw the punch, boo! Then the face throws the punch, yay! The heel throws the punch, boo! They did that twice tonight. And it was funny because it felt like the first time around, I think WWE was a little confused as far as the fans being totally behind Becky. So they decide to do it again inside the ring, and the fans are even louder supporting Becky. But, you know, the match, you know, it, it was what it was, but at the very end... It was just sloppy that Charlotte, I think, was trying to go for a spear, and Becky has a roll-up. She gets the pin, and, you know, Charlotte once again crying like a motherfucker. WWE not announcing the women's weight, you know, just like a lot of this women's stuff. And, um, you know, Becky is, you know, like, standing over her. Charlotte wants to shake her hand. Becky's like, no, this is my fucking belt, and she leaves. And it's like the reverse. But to me, you know, like I said last week, Becky win, winning the title at Evolution, to me, should have happened there. Tonight, mm -hmm. it just felt like Charlotte just won it. Are we going to start playing hot potato with this title like four or five times to WrestleMania? Because that's what it feels mm -hmm. like. Doesn't feel like, do you feel like Becky is going to have this title for any extended period of time? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think she is. I'm sorry, guys. I don't. I don't. I, I to be honest with you, I thought she would uh, win it in Australia. I was surprised they hot shotted it tonight, and it was very uneventful. And that weird thing where Charlotte extended her hand out to hold my hand. Did you, did you guys see that? It wasn't even a handshake. It was like hold my hand <laughs> uh, when she put her yeah, well, hand she out. Wanted to, no, she wanted to raise her hand. That's what uh, it was. I don't think I, she wanted to shake. I think no, she but, to look, but that she put it out like a grab hand type of thing. She didn't. Yeah, even, grab it to raise it. It just it looked bad, and I thought Charlotte should have just bashed her in the face and pulled. They should have pulled the Bret Hart, Steve Austin, reversed it, and had Charlotte be the, the heel that we knew that she was being, and now she's a full-fledged heel. Well, and Be Becky a, got a standing a ovation. Becky literally got a standing she, she ovation. She, she did, but she's no female Steve Austin. That's nonsense. I thought that, you know, that's she's snarky on interviews. That's not sharp. That's not cunning. That's not, you know, that's not uh, crafty interviews. She was just snarky. That That's, you know, different. Being uh, bitchy. You know, that's A lot of the girls can pull that off. But, um, you know, Alexa Bliss pulls that off every week. Uh, I, just, I, I, just, I just thought it was kind of uneventful. Um, 
it was just, a, it, you know, the crowd cheered, but it wasn't wasn't a big rousing ovation. I, I don't I, know. I, I thought it was. What, when I, she penned her, it was, everybody stood and applauded. I mean, it was well, like, it was like, yeah, was, they, it? They, I, I, was it? They I popped, really it they popped for the win. They immediately mm-hmm. popped for it. But then right. I think it sunk in for a little after. And exactly. look, a, a live crowd, if any one of us, us doing the show, anybody listening, if any one of us went to any wrestling event whatsoever, anywhere, could be WWE, could be the little rinky-dink indie show, when there's a title change, people react to it. It's, you know, it's unexpected. It's history, whether how big or how small it is. People will always react to a title change. Then when it sinks in a little bit, then you're like, okay, you know, should it really have taken place tonight? In my opinion, this storyline building, I mean, you know, WWE is really petrified to pull the plug and make Charlotte a full-blown heel. Make yeah. Braun Strowman, I mean, Roman Reigns a full-blown heel. Makes this blah, 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 full-blown heel. It's like, you know, you you start the storyline, you see how the fans are, are going against the grain, and then you blow your load and you give her the title now where it just felt like this... So, could you imagine Steve Austin... In 1997, I, I, I guess it would be the good year. 1997, mm-hmm. before even WrestleMania against Bret Hart, where he passed out. All right, when he first became Stone Cold and he started stunning, you know, just Jake the Snake Roberts. You imagine if they would have gave him the fucking title at that time? They yeah, let exactly. that shit brew and simmer well, yeah. and build. They become, to become block, like a, a blockbuster. And they did the same thing back in 88 with the Ultimate Warrior, even winning the Intercontinental title. He was so over going into 88, and then they waited till the summer. They could have put the belt on him sooner than that. But, yeah, sometimes wrestlers just catch fire. But like, the women, it's just different with the women. I, I'm still convinced that the women aren't even over enough to have their own pay-per-view, but that's another story. They're not. Well, you know, uh, you know, we can talk about that. You know, I mean, but I'm just Becky. Let's see her maintain this popularity because now that she got the belt and she's had it before. It was only it was two years ago, though. Let's see if if she stays on a roll with uh, ovations. Right. See, you know I mean? see, I look. The crowd was behind her. We were all behind her as well. But if you just look at the story. It, you're doing the first ever women's pay-per-view, Evolution. Whether you know you, you find it credible or not, or strong or not, it's still going to be history as far as WWE goes. And you're mm. trying to tell me that the storyline is stronger for her to win the belt now instead of her maybe getting DQ'd, maybe Charlotte cheating and putting her feet on the ropes, or something that just builds until evolution and then she wins the belt there i mean what title change is going to take place at evolution that people are going to look back on and be like wow that was such a cool moment i mean i'm not comparing Mm -hmm. it to eddie when he won wrestlemania or benoit or anyone else but jesus christ i'm sorry the winner of the may young classic even it's if it's iro shirai or if it's the tag team fucking tournament and it's the iconics or it's the or it's the nxt title change i'm sorry nxt title change new tag team titles when you look at the teams that are rumored to be in it and the fucking may young classic people five years from now 10 years from now 20 years from now are going to look at the same way as we look at the andre the giant memorial battle royal that's not strong enough to look back on i mean you when we had wrestlemania you had eddie guerrero with all the fucking confetti coming down you didn't have a fucking you know 24 year old uh zach Ryder having the confetti coming down because he won some bullshit tournament earlier in the night you put the 
strongest people, the people that have the biggest memory, the people that get the biggest pop, the people that the fans are behind more than anything else, those are the ones that should have this magical moment at Evolution. Ronda well, Rousey retaining yeah. is not magical. No, but I think, by the way, I think Nikki Bella is going to win the title because the Divas' new season comes on around that time, doesn't it? Uh, it coincides. Uh, you could say, you could say, oh, all you want, they're going to, they're, she's, it's, it's, she's going to yeah. win the belt. She's going to win the belt. I'm telling you. Imagine Nikki Bella she's beating Ronda yes. Rousey. I'm that's just, that's just nauseating. Like that's just so fucked up on every level. But you know what they could do with Becky at this Evolution pay per view if they really wanted to make something happen here. If they really wanted to turn Becky into somebody, you have her face off with Charlotte. Charlotte has her rematch, okay? And it looks like, okay, Becky, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to Becky to you. Five seconds into the match, not even Bell barely even rings. Becky just beats the fucking shit out of her, gets herself disqualified, beats her fucking senseless with a chair, picks up the microphone and goes, I'm not performing for you guys. I'm not doing this. I know what this, you know, this is pandering bullshit. This whole entire show, that's all it is. It's a bunch of crap. It's all here so everybody can stand around and applaud and pretend like they cared about the women. You never did. No one ever cared. You don't give a shit about it. I'm the only one. I'm the only real thing. Let her do a pipe bomb. You know, finger quote pipe bomb. Uh, you know what? I'm the only person on this show that has the balls to come out here. I'm not going to come out here and hug people and, you know, shake hands. I'm not even going to be a big phony like Ronda Rousey and pretend like, you know, she gave up on MMA and came to wrestling. I've been a wrestler since day one. Let her do a whole deal like that. Of course, it will never happen in a million years. Well, what about what? What, what about Joe? What about Charlotte making like she's the good sport and then cheating, rolling her up, putting her feet on the ropes, and then showing her true colors, then and giving the, the sympathy to Becky? You and know we've I'm already seen we've already seen that out of Charlotte. Like this far, Charlotte's crying too much. By the way, Charlotte's starting to be Sasha Banks. Did you notice that she cries every fucking match? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I I love the idea, Joey, for indie circuit or you know all in two or something like that. I could see that, but you do that in WWE event, and Mini Messiah's head's gonna explode. All these fucking little, you know, make-a-wish kids, they don't fucking, you know, they're not, not going to get complex like that. All the fucking no. little kids in the crowd and the simpletons and the people out there that, are, you know, just looking forward to, you know, microwaving popcorn when they get home and fucking, you know, working in the deli the next day, they can't have complexity like this. I mean, it's just the storylines are written. So look at the fucking beginning of the night tonight. We had New Day and Rusev Day battling out over <coughs> they were literally battling, clearing their throats. I mean, come on. Seriously. I mean, I understand right. there's a little comedy in wrestling, but that's how fucking ridiculous some of this shit has become. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard sometimes to have to unplug. It's it's the best way to describe it is you got to unplug your brain a little bit. That's all. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when they when your modem's not working. And it's like, you got to unplug it and then replug it back in. And then you got to sit there and wait for the bars to reload. It's like, you got to do that, but only three bars have to load. I want to put my show. head in a microwave for like 18 seconds, just to the point where everything swells up and right before my eyes, my eyeballs explode. Then I take it out and like, okay, now I'm ready to watch the WWE event. You go, I got it. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just right You know, it's funny. I, um, I did a poll on Twitter over the weekend. 
you know, because I'm sure, we'll, you know, Soup will talk about it. You know, we'll talk about it Monday night a little bit more. But Stephanie did this interview and she said that she really listens to the fans and all this stuff. You know, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But I just pulled the people out there. I'm like, look, it's all anonymous. So you don't have to lie. You're not impressing me because I don't know what your vote's going to be. But, you know, just in, did you ever tell WWE that you wanted Nikki Bella back and not only back, possibly facing Ronda Rousey as a main event of evolution. And 92% of the people who voted said, no, fly like no. a birdie be and, you know, be like a birdie and fly fucking away, you know? And it's WWE just does whatever the fuck they want, you know, but you look at the position that they're in right now and the amount of money that they have, of course they could do whatever the fuck they want right now. But Man, you know, tonight, you even look at the Ronda Rousey-Alexa Bliss match. Now, that match went surprisingly long. I know on our Patreon pay-per-view predictions contest, almost everybody predicted that to be the shortest match on the show, which it wasn't. But were you surprised at the amount of offense that Alexa Bliss got in tonight? Well, weren't they saying that Ronda got hurt? and that's, Well, that was the whole thing, is that Ronda was sore. And that's the only reason why Alexa got like because she was she sprained she sprained the hand from adjusting her horrible ring outfit. To what it does. <laughs> well, they changed. Did you guys notice they changed their clothes again? Because obviously they, they they can't decide on what ring outfit they want to use oh, for her. God. Um, but the whole the whole point was Alexa was able to get offense on her because she had outside interference and because Ronda got um, hurt on Monday. Right, that was the whole thing. It was like, oh, Ronda's not one hundred percent going into this match. Well, they were saying that she had a rib injury. And look, I totally get the hulking up, stuff like that. But when you're selling like massive rib injury, punching your own ribs doesn't hulk you up. It just makes you look like a dumb Pollock. And I hate to say that, but it's but it's true. I mean, look, you're, you're in storyline, you got bad ribs. So when Alexa Bliss hits you in the rib, you say, ouch. But then when I hit myself... In, in the rib, I'm not supposed to go ouch. I'm supposed to be like, hey, everybody, look how fucking tough I am. I punched myself in the rib, and I don't fucking show any pain. Take your finger and put it on a fucking hot lit stove and tell me if you're not going to go back and go ouch because you did it yourself. Well, well, DT, you're forgetting. That's what they got. Renee says ouch all the time whenever somebody gets hurt. That's her big she thing. Does, she says, yeah. she goes, ouch, ooh, ah. I, felt, I, I, I felt bad tonight. <laughs> I felt bad tonight because there's one point where right in the middle where Rhonda was selling the ribs and Alexa Bliss started to make a sentence. I guess she was going to say like, you know, Ronda Rousey is one of the you know, most powerful with and she started the sentence and if you go back and listen to it she said like a half a sentence and she froze she said nothing else and then somebody had to like pick up for it and you know just change the subject quickly but um you know alexa bliss she loses very quickly to um ronda rousey uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't think anybody thought that Alexa Bliss was going to win the title today, but um, I was just a little bit surprised at the amount of offense. And that concerns me more for the Nikki Bella match than anything else, because, you know, you could go two ways with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey could be this unfucking stoppable force that wins matches in two to five minutes tops. But today, because you're trying to play off selling the ribs... You know what I mean? It's like it went almost three times as long as it should have. And to make Ronda Rousey look, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to say vulnerable, but 
you know, to keep her out there for that long. Look, it's great that she can actually work a longer match right now, but I don't know if that's the right way to go in these matches. You know, she should be winning quickly. And, and you know what? If she's going to go longer, it should be against someone like a Nia Jax, not against someone who's 75 Who? pounds. Who's that? Who's not? Who's Nia Jax? Who's that? I never heard of um, she's, she's some girl that works uh, with No Way Jose. You know, that, uh, oh, she's doing dark, she's hanging she's out with dark no matches. She's she actually injured. SD Jones. She's she injured. Right SD Jones. She's recuperating from an injury right now. Man, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine how she got injured. She's in great shape. Yeah. How did she get hurt? Fit. Fit at any size. Isn't that yeah, what did they she, say? Did she get hurt along with Finn Balor, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, and all these other people? No. She got. She. She has hurt feelings. It's, you guys are getting yeah. her wrong. Oh. She's, <laughs> With everyone else that fell off the face of the earth, in the yeah, last all these, all these, all these people that's supposed to be stars that aren't on the show for no explained reason. Let's talk. What's uh, you know? I almost called Dana Brooke Paula Poundstone. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I said, anybody know where Paula Poundstone is? Well, this well, is Dana I, Brooke. I, I have a theory, by the way, for Evolution is that Natty is going to turn at Evolution to help Nikki win because that is when the Diva Show starts. Right. And they're like all best friends on that show. That's so what it would I'm, make that's a what lot I'm of sense. At. Right. So and that'll give Natty enough time between her father passing away for people to have forgotten about that a little bit and accept the fact that she's a heel. Mm, right. So that's what I think there's that's how Rhonda's gonna lose. Rhonda's gonna lose because Natty's gonna help her friend Nikki Bella, who is gonna be a heel going into that match. And right. I, I discussed this on Twitter. I said there's a thing called Roman transference that they're doing, where basically you wanna put the the people that you wanna get cheered next to people who get cheered. A la like reforming the shield. So hmm. like they're putting like they're like Brie we used to get booed. When Brie and Nikki first walked out a few weeks ago, they both got booed brutally by the crowd. I think it's SummerSlam. Hmm. So now they put Brie with Daniel Bryan, who never gets booed, so this way she doesn't get booed by people. And they're gonna make Nikki the heel because there's no way they're passing on Rhonda being a heel this early in the game. They can make they're making too much money on yeah. Rhonda. That's there's no way. That's kind of perfect the way you described that because this is the vibe that I got during the main event, which was neat. I know I'm kind of jumping around, jumping back to it, but it was funny. Like the shield comes out and the people want to cheer Dean Ambrose and Rollins, but they want to boo, yeah. but do. they want to boo Reigns, but they want to cheer Braun and boo Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Well, so it's I, like, I, well, Joe, back in the day in the NWA, if you watch it, they cheered Flair and booed the fuck out of Tully, and, uh, Tully Blanchard. And that there's actually been interviews about that, how Tully was so hated legitimately by the locker room and the fans that they didn't, no one cheered Tully Blanchard ever. And they always cheered Ric Flair well, Kev, on Tully Anderson. Tully was a full-blown heel. I mean, Tully no, no, that's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying there's always been factions of but, guys that they but he was. But the difference is Tully was fighting the most over Magnum TA, the most over Dusty Rhodes. He was fighting like Americana guys, Barry yeah. Windham. Uh, and and like Ole Anderson, too. Ole Anderson was hated even when they were babyfaces. Yeah. But these guys so. were fighting like true. It would be like booing like Hulk Hogan. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the, well, even in the NWO, when they thought Kevin Nash was cool, they'd still boo the shit out of Hulk Hogan. But they cheer Scott Hall. They cheer the Wolfpack guys. Right, and then they, you know? they spun them out. But this Roman transference is a real thing. Like, they're doing everything they can to make sure that the people they want to get over get over by attaching them to people that they know the crowd will like. Yeah. You know, like tonight, the main event's a perfect example. A year ago, you never would have seen anything like that. Even a year ago, would you? No chance. Like I was no just surprised to see Brock Lesnar in general. I was just surprised to see that. Mm. Speaking of like we were bringing up there like a list of people that just kind of disappeared. You know, the, here's here's somebody who we haven't contemplated. And even though they just came back, how do you think Dean Ambrose feels right now about well, all this shit? You it, know, like 
it's his funny. wife's making more money. He's probably happy. Well, it, <laughs> if you actually look close, like when Charlie Caruso interviewed them before the pay-per-view started, like Ambrose just looks constipated. You know what I mean? Like mm. he's angry. You know, you know, look, you, you just come back, you're intense, you got adrenaline, fine. But now you're back for several weeks now, and, you know, he won't even really look at his partner, Rollins. If you actually watch it and Rollins is cutting his promo and Ambrose is standing next to him, Ambrose is, like, looking down, looking up, looking to the left, like, he's just <laughs> moving back and forth. He looks like he's got to take a shit. And he's angry. And he's got this edgy attitude about him but you know look i understand they brought him back he's more serious he's intense but still uh why so much anger and dissension you know what i mean well, it's like well, i'm just thinking why no match like picture this guy he's sitting at home for what six to eight months he's working out he's getting himself in the best shape of his life he's looking in the mirror and he's going you know what i'm coming back i gotta be different i gotta mix it up yeah, and so to, he goes, he gets the haircut, he changes it, he's, and he's thinking to himself, all right, I'm coming back with a vengeance. I got something to fucking say, man. I got something to do. I'm excited. And then within like three minutes of him being there, they're like, oh, we got just a thing for you. Here's the shoe polish and a fucking rag. Get to work. Hmm? You know, like <laughs> that's basically what they did to the guy. And it's like a, 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 in your mind, you go, hey, it's a job. At the end of the day, it's a job. Let him you're going to go there. Hey, you want to pay me a million five a year to run around and be this guy's bitch boy? That's fucking fine. I'll do that. No problem. Mm. But you also have to go, this dude clearly, I mean, Ambrose very obviously said, I want to come back and I'm ready, man. Like I'm pumped. He's been in the best shape of his career. He changed his look and it's like, hey, we got just the gig for you. You're going to be the guy that stands there and makes weird faces. Hmm. <laughs> It's like yeah. that's that's did, he didn't uh, sign they, up. You, for they, that. Can, they can always yeah, but you guys make like they blame Roman for that. They're tight. Those guys are boys. They they don't mm. blame each other. They came up in the ranks together. They don't care. Now Paul and Nash resented Hulk Hogan for what he did, and they took a backseat to him because they didn't like each other. They were paired together. Kevin Nash makes no bones about it that him and Scott were boys, and Hogan was the outsider yeah. literally. Yeah, but they're before. But these these guys are tight. They came up together. There's no and and plus again they're making so much more money now than these wrestlers used to make back in the day that it's a different ball game. I think Ambrose uh, will get his chance. I just don't think it's his time right now yeah, but you know, that's i don't think they're doing anything to one purpose but they're an entertainment company they're performing for us they're not performing for each other well, i when understand you, when that, you make you're a making movie, like they resent each other no they no no nobody said anything i'm which no, in story each other no in storyline ambrose i think has to turn on seth rollins and i think well, ambrose absolutely. yeah i think that that has to happen sooner or later i don't know if it's gonna happen now because the whole idea of the shield being together at times is for what you know we've talked about for ages to shield, pun intended, Roman Reigns from the booze. You know, and if you even listen tonight, when Roman Reigns' music hit and he came to the ring, I mean, WWE definitely dropped down the volume. If you oh, actually, if you actually go back and look, I'm not a fan of Roman Reigns. Is I don't, that a real thing, by the way? I don't hate the guy personally, 
But if you legitimately look and watch the show tonight and watch the, the decibel level, watch it from your computer. Look at the decibel level of everybody else with their entrance music and the crowd reaction. And then listen to, to Roman Reigns's. They definitely cut it down a little bit to make the booze not as prevalent. And it just blends in a little bit. Problem is, is once the matches start... And then you got, you know, a lot of people fucking booing Roman Reigns and go and get these hands and this, this and that. And plus, I fucking loved, I loved, I loved when Brock Lesnar came back tonight because when his music hit, sure, it was a surprise and people popped for a surprise. But right. the fans were behind Brock Lesnar tonight. This yeah. is the guy. This is the guy that, that the fans have been totally just totally wiped out and exhausted for the last couple of years. That fans, these, are, fans are so fickle these days, though. You don't, don't know what they want. The really fans were, have been so drained about Brock Lesnar being a champion and never defending the belt. He right. finally gets rid of the belt. They just finished the storyline where Brock Lesnar doesn't care about the fans, doesn't care about WWE, doesn't care about anything. Roman yeah, Reigns totally, works full time. Totally, totally legitimate. Right. And, and <laughs> he came back tonight, and the fans fucking popped big time. Yeah, but that's uh, but will it happen tomorrow? I think again. I didn't think the crowd was that hot tonight at all for any of the matches. I thought it was an okay crowd. I didn't think it was any kind of rousing crowd. I, you guys thought it was a big crowd, like a big. I I, I think the the place. They, I think they were hot in the beginning. They loved the the, the Hardy match. They were very vocal. Well, let's talk about that match. Fizzled out after that. Yeah. 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 Let, let's talk about that match. Uh, Jeff Hardy losing to Randy Orton. Um, as we discussed a little bit earlier, you know, the spot off the top of the cell, basically, uh, there was a table set up. I think there was also a ladder set up down below. Two, and, la two ladders. Yeah, two ladders. two ladders. And Jeff Hardy climbs the ladder. We're thinking he's going to do a swanton bomb from the top of the ladder. Instead, he looks up and three inches higher is the cage and he decides I'm going to do the, put my hands on the cage and he starts moving his hands and climb, you know, like climbing across the cage like you would do on the monkey bars. That's probably the best way I could describe it. Yeah. And he starts swinging back and forth. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. You know, thank God he didn't do the swanton off the top of the cell or anything like that. I mean, we were all fearing that he's going to do something really sick. But you know, to turn around and to bypass the ladder so he could just swing back and forth and go belly first into a table, it just felt stupid. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a cool spot, but it just felt weak. It felt weak. And, you know, they're raising the cage and, oh, my God, he's fucking seriously injured. I mean, you went belly into a table. You know, he, he wasn't 100 feet up in the air. I mean, this is hell in a cell. He went through a table. Um, you know, but Randy Orton pinned him. Uh, the sickest thing in the night, two things. Randy Orton had a cut on his leg, and, you know, they showed a little bit of a close-up, and people thought that he had, like, you know, skin or flesh hanging off. So, yeah, yeah. and um, the second thing is, is that, uh, you know, this time around, and, you know, I'm glad that Kevin John are on more than anything, I know you guys have tattoos. I don't think you have like big piercings and stuff like that, but no. I think you will vouch from knowing people who have had piercings like this. Mm -hmm. You know, Randy Orton putting the screwdriver in his earlobe, you know, <laughs> it looks sick and he's twisting it and it's and it looked fucking sick. But the earlobe, if I understand this correctly, is all cartilage. 
and yeah. and twisting it really doesn't hurt all that much. It, well, Jeff, I, it, I thought he was. I thought he's going to put his dick through it. Well, <laughs> Jeff has what you call gauges, and and they're like uh, it's more younger people. How about actually? It was, it's a fad about ten years ago. They still do it today. Yeah. Like a lot of those screamo emo core kids do it, and it's like big gauges in your ear and leaves the fucking ridiculously disgusting hole in the middle of your ear. I wouldn't. I would have never done it, even if I was that age group back then. But yeah, it's it's all you know. It's all it, once it's all healed and stuff. There's no pain involved with what Randy Orton was doing to Jeff Hardy. It, it's but it, looks, it, 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 looks it looks awesome. It looks, yeah, it looked yeah. awesome. I mean, it, it, it looked like it hurt. But you know, me like an idiot, I'm watching it and I take my finger and I'm starting to twist my ear lobe and I'm like twisting it around and I'm like honey this really doesn't hurt all that much and she's like let me she's like let me bite your earlobe and let's see if it hurts you know that's a little different you know, he should have put, put his dick in it he should have put his dick in it you know what Randy Orton does I no, want to be fair if it was Randy Orton, he should have pooped in his earlobe. I'm that just would saying. Be funny if he took a shit right through the hole in his ear. <laughs> I, I would have popped if he would have just stuck his tongue through his, through oh, his earlobe. You know, just stick, you know, just the tip of his tongue through the earlobe. Just, just the tip. Every time he's attacked him, in the last three times he attacked him, he went for the ear in some capacity, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, like his thing. You know, well, I'll tell you, I, I, I enjoyed that match. I didn't think I was going to, but the one thing that I, I, don't, I, I was waiting for DT to bring this up, but I don't know if you were going to, so I'm just going to say it. Did anybody else notice that the referee held the ladder? Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. That's a that's like a thing that if you watch indie wrestling, because they obviously love having ladder matches all the time, right. you just adjust to that. Like I, that, I can't. I can't. That doesn't no. even throw me off. Like I see that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just a thing. But that that works in some capacity if it's a heel doing it, and the heel's like. Hold that, or I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, but but this was, I mean, this we've seen Jeff Hardy go off ladders for 15, 20 years or whatever. Like now we got a ref holding a ladder with gloves on because a guy's got a cut on his leg, and this is the only color that was. The color was accidental because the because the grounding of the ladder accidentally hit Randy Orton's calf, yeah. uh, hit his thigh when he stomped it, and it cut him and it cut him accidentally. I just yeah. to see a ref hold the ladder is just like you know, yeah. I was really. I was waiting for a safety first chant to be honest with you. <laughs> you know what you know what part from the refs tonight angered me the most. Not the Asian referee, you know, not seeing Styles with the submission because there was no way for him to see it. I mean, if you go back, I mean, there's no way. The one part that really pissed me off is during the mixed tag match where you have the Miz and Maris on their knees in the middle of the ring and the referee is telling uh, Daniel Bryan and Nikki Bella or Daniel Bryan to get out of the ring. You're not the legal person. And he's, you know, like keeps threatening. He's going to, you know, start counting or this and that. And meanwhile, they're looking at the crowd. The crowd is popping and they're doing the yes kicks. And it's, as you're watching this, if you just pay attention to the ref, you know, he looks like he has some type of a seizure. Like, he's moving his hands around like, you know, you're not supposed to be in here. What are you doing? And this and that. But he lets them stay in there for like 45 fucking seconds. And I understand the way the match was tonight. There was constantly four people in the ring and this and that. But when you got the referee in storyline that's actually threaten, threatening one of the partners, leave the ring now, leave the ring now, and he's just totally ignoring you and you're just doing what you want anyway and the referee is in the corner still threatening you and this goes on for 45 fucking seconds. It just looked really, really stupid. But getting back to the Jeff Hardy thing, you know, somebody had said this earlier. I thought it was so fucking retarded when I heard it. And then after the match between Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, I said to myself, you know what? That would have been insanely cool. 
Somebody said that Randy Orton should have handcuffed Jeff Hardy's ear to the fucking ring rope. Oh, that would have been nasty. I mean, think about that. If he would have been handcuffed ear, his ear to the ring rope, I thought that would have been awesome. Yeah, gosh. That, that that's just innovative. I don't know how you could have gone from there, but, uh, you know, they did the stretcher thing. But um, Jeff Hardy, I mean, we Matt Hardy apparently just issued his retirement, announced his retirement. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a go-away match or anything like that. But uh, He's going to be a producer in the back officially, correct? Right. But do you yeah. get the feeling that both Hardys are retiring right now? Yeah, I, I actually talked about that a little bit on uh, Castle Chronicles uh, not long ago that I suspected that they were going to do something like a coincide thing. But I knew that Matt was going to retire, even though people tell me that he was, and I knew that he, I knew that he was just because it just sounded like he was. I didn't think it made sense that on certain house shows that he was saying goodbye to the audience because he wouldn't be back. So I'm like, why would he do that? Like in Syracuse, I, uh, he was, everyone's like, oh, nah, that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, I think it means something. I think it does mean something. And he's got a job in the back. I think Matt will be great in production in the back and, and, and helping out the wrestlers doing a road dog type of gig or Dean Malenko type of thing. I think it's going to be great for him. Uh, and, and, you know, listen, I didn't think they were ever going to go take the ball with that Matt, you know, Woken gimmick. And I, I just thought it was done on the indies. He did what he did in Impact, and that was it. It wasn't meant to be world championship material in this company. I did think Jeff Hardy would have another run, though, with a title. I don't know if you guys thought that, too. I thought that Jeff Hardy, maybe, if he was healthy enough, could, could get the belt one more time. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen now. Do you think, um, WWE, how would you react to Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy at WrestleMania retirement match? Not saying that the loser are retires, but they both are retiring. I don't know, but would they want to... I don't know if they'd want to do that. You think they'd want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You think they would want... I would think maybe them facing each other would be a really cool way for them to go out. I mean, obviously... The only problem is, like, who wins, who loses. You know, maybe yeah, you don't yeah. want to do that, but um, or maybe you bring back the Dudleys for a match. And yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, Agent Christian clearly Edge would never be clear to wrestle, so that couldn't happen. That would be great, but it would have to be the Dudleys. It couldn't be Edge and Christian. Yeah. See, this is my position on this is that, and I said this the other day. I think I said it to you, DT, when we did the show a couple of weeks ago. Was that I don't think we're ever going to see a guy unless it's legitimately I can't do anything anymore. I am completely fucking injured beyond belief, yeah. which I don't think I don't think Matt Hardy is. I think he's I think he's hurt. And, you know, you're seeing people talk about it, but it's wrestling. So it's probably exaggerated. Mm. But it, unless somebody is like an edge level fucked up. We're never going to see any guy that's worth money retire again until he literally can't move. Right. <laughs> because I, who's going to get and, and I use the Flair example. OK. When Flair had his retirement match, supposedly yeah. before he went to TNA. Right. Who's going to get that send off? The Undertaker has been trying to retire for five years. Yeah. Is Triple H ever going to retire? No. Oh, shit. We're going to Mozambique. We need a fucking headliner. <laughs> and Triple H goes, all right, I guess I'll put on it. All right. Like, that's what it's going to become because they can't create new big stars. So they're going to have to keep relying on these guys. And as long as they've got two legs to stand on and they can throw together a six minute match, they're going to. Yeah. So I'm not going to believe that either of these guys is going to retire because there's still money to scrape off of them. 
not, not, still not, money as, much, to not be as much as Triple H and Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, though, Joe. They don't really oh. have that. As a tag team, yes, but individually. Yeah. Matt individually oh, wasn't worth much in, uh, in the Jeff, last one. Jeff Hardy, though, Jeff, man. Jeff, Jeff and Matt together, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Like, I think we got to remember is that Jeff Hardy pretty much easily is one of the most over, cons- consistently over baby faces in pro wrestling history. Jeff Hardy has been nice. over now for about three decades. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's I remember fucking- I meant 2007 when he was getting the title run in 2008. He was, he, you know, the, his shirts, his merch was selling big time. He had a lot of TV time. And then, uh, you know, in a weird fashion, he just didn't want to do it anymore and showed up in TNA and got it. You know, it was the, probably the worst thing for him, but he was able to have a pretty good comeback story. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think he can have maybe one. It depends to the degree, though. We don't really know, Joe, like how injured they are and sometimes what they're really willing to tell people about their injuries. I think honestly, I I don't even think Jeff Hardy wants to, I don't think Jeff Hardy wants that schedule anymore. I don't think he really wants to be there that much. He's a guy who's put in his time. He has his money. He has his life. And frankly, I don't blame him. He was a dude that when he was on the Indies, we got him up here in Massachusetts and that was a chore because he didn't Mm -hmm. even want to fly. Really? He was like, no, I'm all fucking sad, dude. He did. He had no interest. He didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. He just uh-huh. didn't. And it, you could say to him, hey, we'll give you X amount of money. Hey, we'll get you here. And he was like, hey, I'm not even he, like not even trying to insult you here. It's just I don't want to go somewhere. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. leave. Yeah. And if he doesn't need to, good for him. Right, right. I mean, if if I gave all you guys fucking ten million dollars, would you want to get ring ring? Hey, you guys want to come do this job? You don't really feel like doing that much. No, I think I'll set this one out. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it is, you know, when they go to Saudi Arabia, you know, the prince is there. They want to see Undertaker, Triple H, Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, Ultimate Warrior. You know, you don't hear them saying, oh, I want the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge and Christian. You know what I mean? Like, you don't hear those names ever being mentioned. So, you know, but if they were to go to, let's say, Australia again in front of 80,000 people, you know, I think the fans there probably would want to see the Hardys. You know, they're yeah. more in tune to wrestling of today. So, um, you know, so I agree with Joey. I don't think it'll be a complete retirement. Once in a blue moon, you will see a match here and there happen. But I think right now, um, Jeff, I think, is going to uh, take a little bit of a break. But, you know, and I honestly, I think that's part of the reason why... You didn't have Nakamura on the card. I think that's a part of the reason why you had AJ Styles, Samoa Joe extend for another month almost. Because when you actually think about it, who else is next in line? Who's next in line with Nakamura? Who's next right. in You know, if you actually think mm-hmm. about it, you know, I, it, as crazy as it sounds, it feels like they got a little bit of a problem on SmackDown right now. They do. They, they do. They really do. Yeah, it's, it's a star power. And it's been, I've, I've been talking about this for a while. It's a star power issue. Where are the stars? Where, like, right. you know, they, they, who's next in line? You're right. Like, who's next in line? Uh, Samojo will probably win the belt in a few weeks in uh, Australia, right? Yeah, he's got yeah. it. Uh, he's got it. He's got it. Okay, so Nakamura is a heel. With another title, is he gonna fight? I mean, like, like, is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, there's nobody to fight, you and know, they haven't even they haven't debuted. Randy, I think. Randy's been a vicious heel. Is he gonna fight? You Joe? could go right. Daniel Bryan route, but I don't no, know. He's gonna be tied up with the Miz. Yeah, I don't, I don't, unless they do some type of diversion where Miz says that he's going back to Hollywood and he takes time off again. 
Well, wait a minute. Are we missing? Is there not another baby face on SmackDown no. that worth forgetting about? There's, no. there's, there's several baby faces, but when you actually think about it, you know, who actually feels like they're next in line for a possible title run? And, right. you know, the, again, the fact that Nakamura wasn't on his card tonight, you, they couldn't even f- They don't have an opponent from. Well, yeah. what about Hot Shot and Gargano and bringing him up? Nah, they still making money off him down yeah, there. They, so. they, they need him down there. That Matt Riddle kid is like the new Von Erich, but I don't know when he's going to be ready. I mean, uh, the, he's another one. I, th- I could picture him having some good matches with Nakamura, but they don't have anybody ready now. Like, they don't, I agree. Know? I agree with a few people in chat. I've been saying this now for about four or five months. You know, elevate Big E. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, yeah, I totally understand. You know, the, you know, the, the tag titles, I don't. Get, I mean, I get why it's on New Day again, but it just feels like it's on them because it's a safe, fun thing. Oh, you know, they're they're militant not to break up in a shoot way. They're very militant. All three of them have been on record saying they do not want to break up. They're totally against it. He could be oh, the Ric Flair. Flair. As long as it's could, making yeah. money, they're not going to break him up. As long as it's making money. That's what I'm right, saying. Right. And it's making money. Whether well, you like it or not, it I'll, still makes money. I'll give a little tease for the discussion tomorrow night when Stephanie said that they listened to the WWE Universe, which you know a lot of people thought was ridiculously stupid. I personally think that the, the way that she... See, every time she answers that... You never hear someone hit her with a follow-up question. Well, in what ways? And this and that. It's not. <laughs> it's not hashtag. You know, bring back Nikki Bella. I mean, I think it comes down to more than anything merchandise sales. I think it comes down to who gets the most followers on social media. I think it's who actually is trending. Sometimes I think that's how they actually pull it. Because again, you know, it's not that. We hate Nikki Bella personally. We don't. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I do, I do. I, I really (laughs) hate her. No, (laughs) no, I do. I think she's terrible. You know, but when ninety-two percent, I mean, our show, you know, is very diverse as far as who tunes in, and we have a huge female audience that tunes in. And I get it. You know, the the Bellas are inspirational for young women, without a doubt, but. You know, we're not, we don't advertise, hey, the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle show. We hate the Bellas. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we don't go out of a way about it. But when you put up a poll and 92% of your listeners did not ask for, want, or, you know, are, are happy with Nikki Bella being back, where, who, who did you listen to? You know, fucking uh, mini uh, Messiah? You know, uh, dyslexic Dina. Super Messiah, Super Messiah. Super Messiah. You know, dyslexic Dina. You know, fucking handicapped Helen. I mean, <laughs> why? Because because somebody made a wish. I want Nikki back. Boom, she's back. You, know, you got to look at the majority of the audience. You know, I mean, I understand why she's back business-wise and everything, but to turn around and fucking have them on both brands like they're free agents and stuff like that, the fuck out of you. And in storyline with Baron Corbin, why the fuck you letting Brie Bella on your show? Get the fuck off my show. <laughs> can we can we agree that as far as like who should be on TV right now being for the little girls and being that person, it should be very, very obviously be Alexa Bliss. 
Can we agree about that? Or Bailey. Or Bailey. Uh, the ba- Bailey is not going to work because Bailey, the character's been dead. Bailey isn't pretty enough. And I love Bailey to death. Don't get me wrong. I think she, I think she's pretty. I, I think, think she's cute. I think she's I think too. She, I love she's let me tell you. She's the type of girl that if I was a young dude again in my 20s and I fucking ran into her somewhere I'd be like, "Oh, this is this girl's my type. I like her. I think she's great looking." But do I think she's the type of girl that you put out there for the general audience where they're going to sit there and be like, "That's a babe." No, it's just not going to happen. And Alexa Bliss, you see her shirts Pretty, yeah. I see them pretty fucking frequently, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not even somebody that likes her. I'm not. No. You can ask, you can ask John. We've done a whole bunch of shows where I sit there and I go, honestly, I, I think she's doing more harm than she's doing good to on the wrestling end. But as far as like who kids and you know young women are drawn to, I put Alexa at the tippity top. Yeah. I don't. I can't picture. I can't picture nine, ten, uh, you know, middle school to high school age girls even sitting there looking at two women in their mid to late thirties with backward baseball caps on, with fake boobs pushed together, and going, yeah. "That's that's my team right there." Yeah, those are the girls that I relate to. Alexa, yeah, I can see Alexa. Because she looks like something. She looks young. She yep. can talk. She's cute. She's got a little bit of. She's got a little bit of spunk to her. She's got a little something, something. So I, I don't know if, if anything, I have a feeling that the reason why the Bellas are coming back and doing this isn't just out of like a nice. Oh, we're gonna do this evolution. Blah 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 right. blah. I bet my ass Nikki Bella feels threatened by her. I bet anything. I agree, she feels I agree with that. That's a, that. I've never heard that take on it, but I kind of agree with that. Mm-hmm. She definitely feels threatened by an Alexa Bliss, and I mm-hmm. don't blame her. She should be, bitch. You should be shaken, because let me tell you, if it, if this wasn't a matter of them having this cuckoo idea in their head that you guys are the savior of women's wrestling, that chick could take your spot lickety split. Yeah. Well, it's, Joe, it's like any, it's like anything else, guys. You know, it's like if you ask a young twenty-something-year-old girl today, uh, yeah, who do you like in the movies? Oh, Brad Pitt, right? She's like Brad Pitt. He's an old man. It's like, you know, that's that's from right, another right. generation. Be like, you know, maybe they like the Zac Efron, someone around 30-ish or late 20s. Of course, you got to expect that. And I was, people would be like, Look, that douche. Like, But you're like, oh, you don't like this and that? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's old enough to be her father. Or this woman is old enough to be her mother. Yeah, Nikki Bella is, what, 34, 35? How, why would teenage girls flock to her? I don't <laughs> <Right>. get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, if Alexa Bliss wasn't as good as a heel as she is for WWE standards, I mm-hmm. think... She could be exactly what Joey said. But the fact that she is a good, a very good heel for WWE, you know, you take that away, who does, who replaces her as a very good heel? Uh, you, you know what I mean? It, uh, there's yeah, not right. many. I can't think of anybody really. I thought well, Sasha would be that Charlotte, heel. Charlotte, Sasha, 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 you Sasha know, she, been that heel. she mumbles. She's got, nah, she talks Charlotte, like she's got mumbles. You, Alexa, Charlotte, I guess, will not be a heel as long as Alexa's a heel. Sasha doesn't have the personality like Alexa no, Bliss she does. She doesn't. You know, I mean, she could talk about Eddie all she wants. You know, she's, she could, she's just a shoot asshole. You know, she <laughs> could, she could bring up bullying. She's she, terrible. You know, she she comes off as this you know extremely confident woman, without a doubt. But she's like that girl that if you started catching a rap with her in a bar, you would be like, you know what? Get this fucking conceited bitch out of my face. 
You know what I mean? Like she, she's not. She, you, it, look, she doesn't. She reminds feel, me of like one of those talk to the hand girls. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, the she doesn't come off as off, warm. Yeah. She doesn't come off as warm oh, and really, really human. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm the boss, and this is and that. And I, I totally understand it's a gimmick, but in the real world, it just doesn't feel like. Sasha Banks would be as warming as a Bailey or the well, we, well we've, we've found out that she's not. I mean, yeah. like, isn't that the, the, the word is that uh, she's not very approachable. And look, the bottom line is she's kind of yesterday's news, too. I right. mean, I love you know, Bailey, I, I love Sasha, but they're yesterday's news. Mish, I mean, like, there's other people coming up. Mish is in the chat. Mish said, by the way, shout out, Mish. Uh, he says, Sasha shows humility when she's talking about Eddie or Snoop, and I agree with that. But little kids don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, no. they don't know who Eddie is. They, 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 Eddie, Eddie Guerrero to somebody else, like a teenager. What the fuck do they know? What the fucking Eddie Guerrero is? Yes, he's been dead. Isn't he? He's been deceased about ten years now, hasn't he? Yeah, has it been ten about, years? Yeah, yeah it's been maybe it's been ten years. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too. You can't keep going backwards with all these people. Like they, they, they like nobody. They don't care. You got to start thinking about the future. You, you know what I mean? Like the Bellas and uh, Eddie Guerrero talk. This is all yesterday. Hell in a Cell with Undertakers and. This is all yesterday's news. You got to start thinking about the future. I don't think Sasha Banks would want to be that person to be the huge role model focal point. You know what I mean? Like she'll do seminars. She, should, she shouldn't be. She's not a likable person. Right. Yeah. Right. She's she's not as likable as others. I mean, you know, she does have a lot of good about her outside. I mean, but she's not as likable as others. And I agree with you, Alexa Bliss could come off as really, really likable. You watch that little segment with the interview and her mother and when she first broke into wrestling and you get a little bit of her personality in the real world. And she, I don't know if you've seen that on the WWE Network. She comes across as really, really likable. I mean, yeah. really like, and I don't mean likable like, hey, you know, I'm going to go into the bathroom for a little while. I mean, really likable like, you know what? Wow, you know, I, I actually want to root for her. She really yeah. could could fit that, but because she's so good as being a heel for WWE standards, they don't want to give that up. Do you and, know? Yeah. Do you know who never had that appeal? The no. Bellas. Not for a fucking second. No, I second. agree. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not, on point. Not for a single solitary second. And here's the thing. The people that are going to sit there and go, oh, those girls. Well, they have their fans. They have the people that cheer for them. Yeah. It's like those are the people that cheer for whoever the fuck they're told to cheer for. Well, you know what yeah. it is? This, this is what it comes down to. Becky Lynch, um, Bailey. They're, the, the idea that for the last couple of years, they're talking to their fans. Whether it's social media, cutting a promo, doing an interview, on Instagram, they're talking to their fans. The Bellas, their entire career for 10 years, they've been talking at their fans. Mm, and that's right. that's what I've always said about the DTKC Gosh, show. Yeah. Ever since we started, even going back to 1997 when I started my hotline, I said from day one that the difference between what I do and what everybody else was doing back then is everybody else wants to talk at you. They want to tell you, oh, today WWE presents Hell in a Cell, 18,000 people. You know, Big E and Kofi were the tag team, uh, you know, that entered the ring. And the next we had an interview with AJ They're talking at you. But what we do, you know, Soup, DTKC, we talk to you. There's a difference. Talk to people instead of at people. And that's what the Bellas do. That's what they've always done. They talk at people. They don't talk to people. 
you know, and and that and that's their persona, and that's the way it is, and you know, it's it's not going to change. Well, yeah. DT, don't you think a lot of that is the whole purpose of the Bellas when they got this job was that they you they they would tease the fact that the two of them would fuck you. I mean, like they would come out <laughs> with guys. No, you would believe like. Well, I think more gonna, more Nikki than Bree. No, right? no, the two of them together in the beginning when they both came out, it's like, look, twins. I'm gonna fuck them. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that was their whole persona. No, no, no. They went. No, they would walk a celebrity oh. out or like a famous musician who was at, back when they used to get celebrities to actually pretend they give a shit on Monday Night Raw or something. Okay. But like, look, it's a guy from a TV show. Up, oh, he's coming out with the Bellas. He's gonna fuck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we transferred that into the fact that they got in the ring. After they learned how to run the ropes after like six years, <laughs> and then they and then they both single handedly took the two biggest, most over people of the twenty first century and wiped them up. Doesn't and then we're supposed to start treating them like they're respectable, like career oriented women. Doesn't it feel like when the Bellas started to really come off as really, really caring about their fans, only occurred until after Total Divas started and after their clothing line started. Yeah, because like, they needed people to like them. Yeah, I mean, before that, it, it was you. You never felt like they had that connection to people, and now you know. Oh, we're gonna, you know, show everybody be strong, and you can be fearless, and this, this and that. You got to pay fifty dollars plus six ninety five shipping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if they didn't have their clothing line right now, and they didn't have Total Bellas and Total Divas, all right, the you would not have the Bellas in this position as far as like the way that they're perceived and the way that they're pushed and the way that they're used and the way they come across online. You know, they, you look at their Twitter account, you look at their social media before Total Bellas and Total Divas, and look at the stark difference as far as the way they communicated with people before then. And they, they didn't delete their tweets. Go back and look at the beginning and look at the difference and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, their clothing line last Christmas, my younger child want, was wanted to get clothes for Christmas from their clothing line. And my wife doesn't know any of this shit. She went on their website and she was like, I'm not buying any of this shit. It's fucking like $65 for a T-shirt that mm -hmm. says fucking birdie on it. Yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> and she was like, did you see these sizes? She goes, they don't have a size above like fucking like uh, like uh, 105 pound people. Well, now they do. And nope. Now, well, they, now do. they do, but in the beginning they did because they took shit for it. Yeah, now you know they I mean? now they do, and not only do they, but they will make sure that they every other tweet that they'll write about it, or maybe soon enough they'll get Nia Jax involved with it to say like, "Hey, you know, fearless is for everybody in all shapes and sizes, and it doesn't matter if you're you know a, a one, you know a minus one or a one triple X, you know we're all the same, and blah 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 blah." And, yeah, they have to pretend that they like uh, they care about people that are overweight. They have to right. pretend that they care about that. It's a, the whole thing stinks of phoniness. It has, it always has, it always will. And yeah, like I said, I feel like one of the reasons why these girls are even coming back to begin with, or maybe not even necessarily Brie, but definitely Nikki is coming back because she feels threatened by someone like Alexa. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, trying to see if we left anything out. We already talked about all the matches. I guess maybe we could comment a little bit about Ziggler McIntyre versus Ambrose and Rollins. Ziggler McIntyre retained their titles. Um, what'd you think of this match? Like we said, it felt like a glorified Raw match. Yeah, I don't think it I mean, was it really... There's nothing wrong with it, but I mean, it didn't feel like it was... There's nothing resolved. I mean, like, you know, like they, yeah. they ended up fighting two hours later. 
yeah. on top of a cage. I mean, like there's not, and they'll fight tomorrow. Guarantee you tomorrow night's a, a six way. I, you know, that's going to be the main event way. for Raw tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see if Brock Lesnar's on Raw tomorrow. Hopefully it's not like a great Kali bullshit. Remember when Great Khali came back during that fucking Punjabi prison match with Jinder Mahal? Oh he interfered, God. and that was it. He was done. Hey, hey, do you guys remember Jinder Mahal? Who? Remember that guy? Oh, God, yes, I remember <laughs> He's actually wrestling No Way Jose on house shows. Yeah, uh, he's, of course he is, and that's what he should have been doing this whole fucking time. Yeah. Very very soon he's going to be No Pay Jose, so just get yeah. used to this. <laughs> where, where, uh, where was Finn Balor tonight? Like, what Did he have the night off? Hotel like, room. Oh, oh. You know what Finn Balor was? He was somewhere trying to pan out, or excuse me, pansexual out, um, figure out what he's supposed to be doing. I don't know. No, you know what? The whole thing with Finn Balor, too, where he's just constantly posting all sorts of different shit on Instagram. My brain just goes to this place where I'm like, Finn, Finn, just be gay. Yeah, exactly. Just be gay, dude. Can you just be gay? No one cares. Just when is he gay. marrying uh, Kathy Kelly? When are they getting married? <laughs> I don't know if I they're still know. together. I don't think they live like, together in Brooklyn. Do they? It's, it is, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that makes me sound like a fucking jerk off. But like, <laughs> dude, just, 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 dude, no one cares. Just be gay. Just be gay. And, and, and honestly, I worked a show with Darren Young about a, a month ago. I think right. I, John remembers this. I was talking oh, yeah, about yeah. it. And I wanted to sit down with him. And I wanted to be like, dude, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you what do you think about the fact that you were in this company for all these years? You were the first out outwardly openly gay yeah. wrestler, okay? And they were like, "Hey, hey, you know, we got Bob Backlund for you, man." And and <laughs> the worst and the worst promos on God's green earth and some shit squash matches. That's what we got for you. Right. And then Finn Balor comes along, and you're like, "Um, well, what's Finn gonna do?" And he's like, "I'm the king of the gays." And it's like, "Are you gay?" And he's like. What? I didn't hear your question. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, well, dude, what's what's the deal, man? What's yeah. what's the, what's the fucking deal? And I said that to somebody, and they said to me, they go, well, you know, for him to be an ally to gay people, he doesn't have to be gay. And I was like, okay, so that's perfect. Next February, Dean Ambrose should do Black History Month. <laughs> and Dean Ambrose will come out and he'll be like, hey, guys. And he'll wa wag his head around and be like, uh, once a great man said, I had a dream. You'll be like, wait a second. It's a little yeah. strange. Uh, but, you know, it's Latin, I think it's Latin Heritage Month and Paul Heyman's going to be doing a promo. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next... If Maybe you, next. Uh, what's what's uh, what's the next big Jewish holiday coming up? We well, can, we got uh, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Up. Maybe we can. Who who could we have do Rosh Hashanah? Well, you know, oh, what? Uh, the new day. By the way, awkward awkward spray job on Mick Foley with uh, Paul Heyman getting right up in there. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god! He's just like two inches away from his face. When they did Black <laughs> History Month, Roman Reigns was part. Remember when they were on the the bus? They were in a museum and they were. Oh, well, they, they sent were, they sent him. They sent him to the know, museum. You know, I don't. I don't. Have any problem with? No, it's that at all. I don't have any problem with whites celebrating Black History, or you know, a black person do, celebrating this, or a, a straight person celebrating gays and stuff like that. It's just you know, it's it's like what Joey said. You know, what are you trying to, to be? If you're just saying you try, you just you know, for everyone. All right, fine. We're all for everyone. Think right. about that. Right. I mean, seriously. Right. But, but here's the thing: so, Sonya Deville is an out and out lesbian. Like, they don't even like that's she's out. 
But mm-hmm. why was why didn't they make her have the gay pride shirt for that month? She's an actual lesbian. Like right. I mean, yeah, that's, right yeah. And Johnny, she trots around. Uh, it's a very Seth good Rollins point. Ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend. And and, and uh, Mish is saying it in the chat room. Celebrating is fine. Representing is an issue. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Finn wasn't celebrating. He was represent. I I love the guys. I'm not a guy, but I love the guys. <laughs> right. Finn, Finn Balor is for everyone. I'm for everyone. I love the guys. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's not even like he's. It's not like he even says outright, "I am not gay." Right. <laughs> like it's like dude just uh, just fucking say it and i'm sure and like you said dt you don't care you know you're, you're no, keeping we're all an for open everyone. mind about i mean I, and right. i really mean that right. i mean we really all are for everyone but jeff hardy wore the, the rainbow sleeves not too long ago we've had some yeah. wrestlers have a little bit of rainbow colors and as part of their outfit um but you know with the finn Balor thing i just don't understand why his he is the focal point as far as this merchandise and everything goes. Just look at him. Well, well yeah, I was just going to say, I could tell you why. Look at the guy. Yeah, but <laughs> you know what? You can have a section on WWE website where every wrestler has a shirt that has, you know, like the rainbow theme to it. Why does it have to be, ra- you know, designated? Could, could you, could you, just- by the way, could you guys imagine back in the day them selling Steve Austin on that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> hey, hey, JBL, we're going to make a shirt. Oh, can you, can you imagine the AP Benoit, AP. Benoit. Uh, oh, God. Hey, Benoit, can you show up at the gay pride parade? Uh, please. Oh, he goes, snap hey, or hey, tap. Hey, hey, now in the sure. shop zone, get your Rainbow Nation of Domination shirt. Oh, God. Oh, hey. What are disciples of Apocalypse? Of you know, the oh, DOA. The DOA, the DOA. Do you remember this? Do you remember the sketch on In Living Color with uh, the two guys? And it was the two snaps. Two snaps. And then you just see Benoit, two snaps or tap. Two snaps <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I don't get that. I just think that's so fucking strange. I think the whole thing is just weird. And now it's gotten to the point where they have these people doing so much weird, like random shit that now we have a pay-per-view and 22 people are left off the card who three months ago meant something and now they're yeah. nothing. Uh, yeah, by yeah, the way, all title holders. Like, I know Anaya's hurt. Okay, whatever. But Asuka, huge title holder. Finn, title holder. Kevin Owens, title holder. Well, even, even characters like Jinder Mahal, title holder. For, they had nothing for Elias to do, either. Yeah, yeah. Like, where were all these fucking people? Like, <laughs> they could have had a whole other card in another town. Kevin yeah, they o- could have Hell in a Cell, too. Kevin exactly. Owens. You know, Kevin yeah, Owens. Where, where, where were all these people? Well, we, know, we, know where, we know where Oscar was. <laughs> She's a comedy. I mean, they've turned her into a comedy skit. That thing uh, with... Like, dude, I they, turned her, they literally turned her into Long Duck Dung from Sixty <laughs> They did. She's the... <laughs> Like, like she was like this feared empress, like yeah, like oh, undefeated killer, and now she's uh, no spanky my wanky from sixty. Oh, <laughs> that was horrid. What they did to her on Thursday night was disgraceful, man. That was horrid. Oh, that was she's terrible. finished. She's DT, so finished. Did you see that skit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I. I'm not reading too much into it right now. I mean, they could do something where she could get traded to Raw or something like that. But, oh, God, you know, it's just they just 
you know, you see tonight, look, no Sasha Banks, no Bailey, no, no yeah, Oscar. No there, there was a lot of people that were not on the card. And this is Andy Rose. No, no, yeah, this is the result yeah. of them getting rid of the brand split on pay-per-views. This wow. was going to be the casualty. And we talked about this a couple of months ago, that the minute they start doing this, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be left off these cards. And will be riot. Yeah, yeah there are quite a few. I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy for some of these individuals. I mean, look, next pay-per-view, you know, you're doing these six-man tags where Bobby Lashley is teaming up with Cena and someone else. And just like it felt like a makeshift. We get makeshift tag teams on house shows. That's what we used to get back in the day. A lot of makeshift tag teams. Oh, you know? yeah. We used to you, you, you see Coco Beware with uh, Jim Duggan. You know what I mean? Just yeah. random. Yeah. It yeah. would just be random people. But, you know, on pay-per-views now... You know, I don't count the Super Show really as a pay-per-view because you could see some of these matches being thrown together just to be thrown together. Um, but with the bigger pay-per-views, you might get a Bobby Lashley and an Elias on the next pay-per-view, but that means yeah. that someone else is coming off. So you right. probably won't get... You know, Rusev and Aiden English. Rusev and Aiden English on any future pay-per-view anytime soon? <laughs> Unless it's like a battle royal or so, you know, that ain't happening. So there's, there's going to be casualties every pay-per-view, but you're going to take notice that there's going to be some casualties that are going to be off multiple pay-per-views. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, but once again, like we were talking about Asuka and the way that they just take people and just pull them apart. Like, I'm pretty confident at this point that they could take Thanos and make him Than got your nose. Yeah. They oh, would make God. him, they'd Jeez. be like, oh, this is a murder. This guy's going to destroy half the universe and then just honk a clown nose. Okay. Like, that's what they, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely fucking sad. But yeah, you're right. Everybody's going to be eventually, unless you're in that upper high tier echelon guy, what's going to happen when we go from having 40,000 friggin' people on the roster to now we've got nine matches to put on the pay-per-view. I was very, I was very surprised. You only have one dark yeah. match tonight. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You know, well, what sucks is is that I think eventually it's going to have nothing to do with who stands out and just what they're trying to do. That you know, week, month, whatever, it's going to have nothing to do with it because this these pay per view matches aren't about cream rising to the top. We know yeah, that, right? Right. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just got to do with. Uh, well, these are the people that we have to put on and then fuck everybody else. Well, by the way, do you guys think there's going to be with the over amount and, and not enough space, you know, so to speak, for everybody? You know, there's so many people left off. You think there's going to be a freeze now in moving anybody up from NXT? No, they'll just keep bringing them on up. Really? You don't think that's why, you know, you think Alistair Black, maybe they'll keep him back no. for a while because there's really no way to put him? Well, he hurt his balls banging Zelina no, Vega, no, no. so... No. <laughs> and God bless saying, him for that. Do you, you guys see them maybe just freezing that up for a bit? Because again, you know, 20, 25 people left off of the pay per view, and some of them high profile characters. So why would they bring anybody up now? I don't know. They haven't they haven't exercised that restraint before, and I don't think they'll start it again anytime soon. Yeah, very true. Yeah, look, the Usos were left off. You think of the Usos? Yeah. I mean, oh the Usos God. to me are yeah, six months ago. They were considered the best team in the world. Yeah. Jesus, I forgot about. I, I forgot. I totally forgot about them. God, you you have uh, Luke Harper. You know that's not you know anywhere. I mean, look, I know it's going on with Rowan. 
you know, AOPs yeah. and all. I mean, you could, Mandy, you, you, could a, you could have a whole other car. I'm not even joking. Yeah. You, could have a you could literally show. come up with about 30 names that, you know, huh. legitimately could have been on this pay-per-view tonight that weren't. And, you know, it's not going to get better anytime soon because the next big pay-per-view that has the extra hours survivor series that ain't mm -hmm. happening for a while. So, and you have evolution, which is going to be only women. So you're not going to put men on that card. And then you have um, Saudi Arabia, where you're not going to have any women on that card. So uh, right. it's it's there's going to be a lot of people left off for, for the foreseeable future. And this is going to be a problem. I mean, they're going to have to address this sooner or later. There's too many people to leave off. Because, again, even if you turn around and we, you, know, you take that list of 30 or 35, and let's say you narrow it down to 10. And you look at those 10 names from Kevin Owens to Finn Balor to the Usos that are really, really strong, popular over wrestlers that really back it up in the ring. And you turn around and you say, okay, you got to put them on the next pay-per-view. Who are you taking off? You're taking the New Day off? You know what I mean? You might take off, you know, two or three people from tonight. If you look at the card up and down the board, I mean, other than Rusev and Aiden English, who else would, would you have taken off tonight in place of right. anyone else? Can't think of anybody. Mm -hmm. you, you know, so this is a problem that they're going to have to address soon. Right. Unless they go to extra pay-per-views next year. No. You know, they cut down by two this year. This year, I believe, is two less than the year before. And and you know what? I really shouldn't say that anymore because they didn't originally have Super Show planned. And, you know, Saudi Arabia wasn't originally planned. So that kind of made up for it. But still, when you have this tremendously large roster and you have all these people in NXT as well, they're going to have mm -hmm. to come up with more events. You're going to see more of these events taking place in other areas like these special starcades and stuff like that that's where you're going to see some of these people thrown on right so yeah they're going to have to do something with them because yeah. god knows they're paying them yeah <laughs> so. and you have to have a payoff if they're having a storyline i mean it's got to lead to something i mean you know you look at everything that happened with sasha and bailey you know when they were tag teaming and then they were feuding and now they're a tag team again it's like this storyline has had zero payoff you know, they had the one Extreme Rules pay-per-view, and I don't even think they were on that card. Dude, how many guys are just sitting in the back right now? Does anybody oh, even think of, Does anybody even think about well, that? They have, well, they have Zack Ryder does consultation with them uh, in less than <laughs> But that's it. They make the, you, you know they make these guys and girls come to these shows, right? Yeah, no, yeah, they all everybody has to show up. Yeah, everybody has to show up. Yeah, except Bret Hart. Bret Hart doesn't have to show up. No. <laughs> but like, they make them fly to these shows and like imagine you're showing up in a suit or you know whatever the fuck they make the women wear a suit in a dress or whatever yeah. and they're just sitting there and they're doing that four or five days a week and joe they got to be ready to be called in at a moment's notice. it's almost like a ball player coming off the bench who hasn't played a game in six months right you know, expected right. to get a hit and we're expected to do well and you can imagine getting critiqued yeah, you botched a little bit. Well, I haven't wrestled in six months. Right. Like, you, know, yeah. you can imagine, right? Like, you didn't, you, hey, you really, you know, it didn't look so good. Well, yeah. considering I've done nothing but change into tights and sit here for <laughs> yeah, exactly. six see, weeks. See, see Vince by the grill position. He's got, he's going to dress you down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's very, he's very upset with you that you're rusty because you only wrestle three times a fucking season. You know, like, oh my God. 
Yeah. Well, may, maybe someday when you guys actually, but no, they're, they're just there to collect their money and, and I can't blame them and I can't begrudge them, but yeah. that's just what it is. You have so many goddamn guys and so many girls and they're just doing nothing and it ain't helping. They got to shit or get off the pot with a lot of these people. But I, I guess to just sum it up for my opinion on this pay-per-view, it was just, it was okay. I thought it was going to be better than it was. And for that, I'm kind of disappointed. Well, let's, let's go down the line. Is someone, is someone at a restaurant? <laughs> What's that background noise? Who is that? I, it's well, not me. I, I, it's, no, it's not me either. It sounds like I think, a, I think John. <laughs> I think John is opening a bottle of Makers. Oh, is that what it is? I was wondering, what the hell is that? Now I hear like co- I hear like now cockroaches. I used to. What are you outside, Johnny? You We're going to be done in five minutes. You know. Oh, I I, I went outside. I hear Sorry. the crickets. It's that's my brother. Where it's do you live? There. You guys. He's I in the country. Upstate. You live like I'm in the, in the mountains country. or something? I'd be creeped out over country. there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not, I hear crickets. Is it? I hear crickets. Yeah, I did. There's a lot. There's a lot going on up here. This isn't like the city. You know what I mean? There's crickets. I know. Listen, listen to all us city folk. We're like, where are you on the top of a mountain? It's, it sounds face? like the beginning of the fucking thriller music video with that, that fucking door dude, open. You want, dude, you want to hear something funny? I we have I have a garage, and the crickets got in my garage. Now the whole like the whole bottom floor of the house, and you hear just crickets at night. Oh, I can't get out of the garage. Jo- John, I think I'm gonna, you know, go work at a haunted house in October. Can I just get a tape of that? <laughs> just, just sleep here. It's totally like. Haunted well, listen. Before we get out of here, let's go in order. Just uh, our our favorite match of the night, least favorite match of the night, and what you give the pay view on a scale of one to ten. Oh boy, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, this is. I don't know what was my favorite. I, I have to say, to me, the best thing is is just Becky winning, and that's just me being completely biased because I've been hoping for something for this girl to happen for years now. So I, I'd have to put that up there, regardless of what the match was like. And the worst was just the fact that it ended the way that it did. To me, to just not have any sort of to to make people leave an arena like that to me is just so fucking bad. It's just such bad, uh, like. It, it's a Sunday night. Yeah, you, you made people pay money to sit there for four goddamn hours. Now they're gonna go home at eleven something o'clock at night and drive. And the whole time, the, the last memory that they're gonna have is, oh, well, that that's a shame. That's the memory <laughs> they're gonna have. That's that's what you're gonna leave them with. It's just so it's so dopey where they sacrifice the happiness and or even just the sense of making all these people pay to come and see a performance for pushing forward an asinine storyline that does it that doesn't even matter you know what i mean and the yeah, people the live had to see red they had to see yeah. red lights red fucking right. logos what a red cage you know they couldn't even really see inside all that well. I mean, oh, it, sure. and then they get a fucking clusterfuck finish on top of it. You guys got to think about the people that go there and spend hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars for this. You know, and 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 I really think you know when people brag on WWE for the plethora of fucking issues that they have. To me, it's just we got to stop and look and think at the fact that the people that pay money to come to these shows, I assume that. Some of them are going home happy because God knows they're coming the next time WWE comes around. But what about the people that go to these shows that don't go regularly? You're not making any new fans doing this shit. You know, like, well, you're also, Joe, you're also not telling the people at home that could have went that, oh, man, I really wish I would have went. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like you're making them go, thank God I didn't spend money on this when it was in my town. When's the last time, when was the last time that a WWE event happened in your city or within an hour's driving distance of you where it ended and you went, ah, fuck. Man, I wish I, you know what? I wish I'd just gone on StubHub. I wish I'd just gone to the arena and tried to get, even if I was going by myself. Well, when's the last time? Joey, did you, uh, did you see Alvarez posted right before we went on the air that apparently the live crowd, when they went off the air, all stayed and chanted, this is bullshit. Right. They should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're reporting that the crowd was booing and chanting, this is bullshit. As soon as the pay-per-view went off the air, because there was reports from people that were there live saying that the crowd booed viciously and was super unhappy when they left. Well, why wouldn't they be? All right, well, I'd say for, from my end, just to wrap it up for me, I, the my favorite match of the night was uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus McIntyre and Ziggler. That was a great match, the tag team match. That was my favorite. Worst was the main event. Hated it. Hated the finish. Didn't make any sense, right? Uh, overall, I'd give the pay-per-view like a seven. Mm. Well, okay. That's a little bit better than me. I would say, actually, that was my favorite match, the tag match. Yeah. Uh, because I think the crowd was, I think that's after that, the crowd went down completely. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite match was the ending. There's just no excuse for that. I think they threw everything out there rather than just have Braun and Roman have a match and maybe have Brock interfere, which I think could have been acceptable. Um, instead of throwing like everybody and their mother out there. Well, the bottom um, line, they didn't want either guy to job. That was the bottom line. You know, well, that's really well, well, well. They didn't yeah. make either one of them look strong. They have to stop yeah. this trying to make everybody look strong. Shit, all the time. It's mm-hmm. not working. Somebody has to lose. Um, I would say it's like more of a six. I didn't hate the card. I just felt like another thing. Uh, the Samoa Joe um, uh, finish with uh, AJ, I thought was very weak. Very weak night of finishes. And I think uh, I'm curious to see tomorrow because I don't know. Are they in that town tomorrow? Are they Are they in Texas tomorrow? Do they? Uh, yeah, they're in that arena. They're yeah. in Texas. They're not in that arena, but I don't, okay. I can't remember where in Texas, but they definitely are in Texas tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate the show, but I was I, that the, to go off the to have it end like that to me makes no sense. DT, what did you think? My favorite match on the show tonight, I think, uh, is Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I actually enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, it was very physical. And to me, it told the best story tonight. I mean, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns told the story. But again, you know, when you have these four guys battling and, you know, a 380-pound man is sleeping in the ring for 10-plus <laughs> minutes, you know, to me, that kind of ruins it. And and just the, everything about the match is just, you know, I know Foley technically botched the three-count early on. Um, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I let that go. But... You know, just that 10-minute gap of just seeing him laid out in the ring, sleeping, just laying there and laying there and laying there. If it would have been an unbelievable move before that, and they're just laid out, okay, holy shit, you know, a a move that would have led to a holy shit chant, fine. But to have a bullshit, you know, move between the two of them, and they're laid out in the ring for 10 minutes just totally was bullshit. I just absolutely hate it. But the Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, to me, told the best story out of all of them. And um, the main event, I just I hated it the most. I thought it was the drizzling shits. It was cool to see Brock Lesnar. But again, you know, this isn't a Raw, you know, we're out of time. We don't have a winner. Go off the air. I mean, I, I swear to you, I'll say this before we go. You know, my girlfriend's a wrestling fan, but she's not as in-depth as all of us. And she's watching the main event with me, and she sees Brock Lesnar, you know, kick the door down and do everything he does in the ring. And then in the lower left-hand corner, she sees the Hell in a Cell logo. And she's like, 
Why are they putting the logo on the thing? It, it's not ending, is it? This is Hell in a Cell. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. This is not a fucking regular match. This is not a fucking end of a Raw. This is Hell in a Cell, which is supposed to be the most... You know, when they say it changes careers and you they bring up Mick Foley having teeth through his nose and falling yeah. 800 feet... You know, why are you stopping a match? This is hell in a cell. This is supposed to change careers. This is supposed to be life-altering. How the fuck is it life-altering if the referee stops it because Brock Lesnar hit you with a little piece of a wood? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. If it's life-changing, life-altering, career-ending, career-changing, you don't fucking stop the match because somebody hit you with a kendo stick. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That ending was bullshit. Right. It was bullshit. So and so and with that on a scale of one to ten, I give it a five and a half. Wow, okay, that's even lower than me. Yeah, because a lot of the finishes were just sloppy. They were, you know, lackadaisical. They, it was just like WWE going through the motions. You don't feel like anything was solved tonight at all. I mean, other than Jeff Hardy, you know, possibly taking hiatus, what was solved tonight? Really, Nothing. what was soft tonight? I mean, Rusev. Uh, the, end of, the end of Rusev Day. Yeah, the end of Rusev Day. It's the only thing <laughs> that was soft tonight. The end of Rusev Day. So it just, uh, I didn't like it. You know, if they would have done this in Australia, if they would have done this in Saudi Arabia, they would have done this at a house show. They would have been perfectly fine with it. But you don't fucking hype up a major Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and give us that. That's bullshit. That's worse than TNA level. Yep. So. All right, guys. All right. Everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. Guys, I'm glad that we all were able to come on. I mean, look, Joey and John will vouch for me on this. All three of us were trying from the beginning to get Kev on, and it just was not letting us do it. And, you know, I had to improvise tonight and actually do no. this through an iPhone, you know, into oh, my yeah, mixer. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I'm on the show. Yeah, so it, it, it worked out. No, well, you know what it was. Well, that ends well. Up until, yeah. It sounded like I didn't make it on the show. No, 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 but I'm just saying, no, like, you know, we, we weren't keeping you off to be dicks. I mean, it, it just, it was no, technical. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the same thing I'm with trust. And before my brother fixes the Trans Am and his, uh, the transition and his, his transmission of his car, let's get out of here. Yeah, I hear crickets again. So. <laughs> uh, you hear the crickets? Yeah, I hear the crickets. Country life, man. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, I'll give my best to the crickets from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Talk right, to you thanks. soon. Take care. Good night, guys. All right, everyone. Sorry about that bullshit fucking Skype sound effects. You know, it's ridiculous that the new Skype, you can't disable these sound effects. I mean, it's fucking bad. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this pay-per-view recap. Now, I need to mention this. Very, very important. To our patrons that took part in the predictions contest. Because Roman Reigns... And Braun Strowman went apparently to a no contest. Whatever your prediction confidence points were for that match, you will get half of them. So just to let you know. And also Jeff Hardy uh, did technically take a dive off the top of the cage. And if you actually look at the repeat, you know, the when they replayed that spot later on in the pay-per-view, you actually heard Corey Graves say that he took the, you know, the he fought, fell from the top of the hell in a cell. So um, let me know what you think about it. Follow me on Twitter at Don Tony D, the website dontony.com, uh, wrestling-news.com, wrestlingsoup.com. And once again, if you like what we do, if you like what Soup does, you want to help our shows, you know, keep these free for everyone, keep the bills paid, consider our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Don Tony. Consider Soup's 
Patreon page, patreon.com slash wrestling soup. Five bucks, as little as $5 for each. You get access to over a thousand hours of Patreon exclusive shows. Mish and I on our page, every other week we do a show called Breakfast Soup. We're doing another one this Wednesday. Kev, this past Thursday, just did his solo show, Castle Chronicles. We um, had the predictions contest, obviously, tonight. But this week, we're also doing silver and gold giveaways. So give the pages a chance. You sign up. You get access for the whole month. And I'm telling you, you'll you'll really appreciate it. And, you know, we always tell everyone, if you sign up and you don't like it, if you send us a PM privately, we will be more than happy to give you money back. So um, everyone be well. Let us know what you thought about the pay-per-view. And uh, we will be back once again. October 6th, I believe, will be your next event. Now, this is going to be a little bit interesting of how we're going to do the Super Showdown show in Australia. Because here in New York, I believe the event is live at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I don't know if Kev Castle, Mish, Joey Numbers, John Draper, myself, I don't know if we're going to want to do a pay-per-view recap at 8 o'clock in the morning when the event is over. So, you know, we got to figure out how we're going to do that. My early thinking is that we'll do it maybe later on in the day on Saturday and release it to everyone. Um, I know those living overseas will be up early Saturday morning. Hey, I'm not working Saturday, so there is a chance that we will do it live right after the event is over. But I do know that it starts at 6 a.m. here in New York which means that it'll end probably between nine, 8.30 and 9 a.m. So we'll see what happens. We still got three weeks to figure it out. So everyone be well. I'll catch you all soon. You take care. Ciao. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans, I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? 
Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 